0: Welcome to Ethical Quandaries. I'm Jessica Veldstra. And I'm Denise Thompson. And today, on this beautiful, sunny June day, we're going to be talking about homelessness. Hmm. Hmm. What a contradiction. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Although yesterday, it would have been nice to be outside Mm. all day. Today, not Not so so much. much. Yeah, it's windy. It's windy, windy yeah. I think that Alaska is probably one of the worst states to be homeless in. I can't imagine... Eat. Like if you are homeless in Hawaii, you have. We even talked to the, our taxi cab driver, and they're they're like, you can you have clean showers everywhere, you have open food, you you can get food, um, you can get everything but housing. Yeah, you can get you can get a phone even. Mm-hmm. But here, you're gonna be real cold real quick, no matter even even if it's in the summer. So, and I think our homeless situation is even worse recently. So, in two th- the last statistics I really have is from 2000. And since that time, we've had, of course, the 2008 housing crisis and the opioid epidemic. So, both those things are going to have a huge impact. On- so, Alaska doesn't spend any real money to Mm-mm. even study
1: what homelessness, homelessness no. and what
0: impact it has on our right. state, let alone anything to really do much about mm-hmm. it. And, like... On the Kenai Peninsula, you don't see a lot of things like panhandling. You see it a little bit. Yeah. But you don't see a lot of panhandling. You don't see a lot of people just standing on the street because it's, of course, cold. But, you know, we were just earlier this year we were in the middle of the winter actually we were in Safeway and there was a discussion being had amongst people who were sitting at the tables because there's open tables there that you can just sit and drink coffee and they were talking about where they were going to stay that night you know one person was like well I think I can stay in my car at this area and another person was like well I'm going to go see if this church has anything and so that's that's the reality is because you can't stay on the street you're you'll die um, and people do people do People do die. And so our homeless population is different, I think, than in other areas. But across the United States, it's a huge problem. And some of the things that they do is basically criminalize being homeless. (laughs) I can't say that word, I don't know. They put a lot of laws that basically criminalize loitering or sleeping on the street or being in certain areas and the reason that they camping and I can but I mean I can see a reason why they would criminalize that feeding the homeless yes (laughs) I can see why I can see the side to criminalizing or making some sort of accountability Um, because I am a business owner Mm -hmm. and I think I would have a really hard time if someone was sleeping in front of my business Mm -hmm. in front of the door and keeping people out like that takes money away Mm -hmm. from me because they continually are doing this and they're not leaving Mm -hmm. and that's hurting me Mm -hmm. and you need some sort of repercussion so you're making them move every single day and every single day they're coming back I can see I can see that do I mean I do I agree with it no you Probably but you not. Understand the reason. But I understand the reasoning behind it because it's really—I mean—I get frustrated. But in front of a business door is different than on a park bench. Yes, it's and true. That's, and that's—and that's what they're kicking them out of. Is like a lot of the time is a park bench. Like it's not private property. It's public yeah. property. Well, and in Anchorage, they've come out with a committee mm-hmm. of business owners that have hired their own private team to take care of kicking people out of private property Mm, mm -hmm. and so these guys aren't police they're not arresting people but they are taking care of it for the business Hmm. so yeah so it's a it's a huge problem it's gotten worse as housing prices increase um the percentage of somebody's money that would go into housing in certain areas such as hawaii is just astronomical. Like yes. what you spend on food versus what you spend on housing. Like basically a, a person cannot make enough, even if they have a pretty fairly good job, one person could not make enough for a um, studio apartment. Yeah. The House, cost of living is going just, crazy. just The housing is just going crazy. Here, housing is fairly expensive as well. Yes. Um, Not quite as much, as Not as much as Hawaii. But as far as renting... But, like, Seattle or California, you've got, I mean, like, certain areas, you've got huge amounts, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's just cost prohibitive. Well, like, here it's actually more expensive to rent, I feel like, than to own. So, if you have a chance Mm -hmm. to own a house... It's so much better for you. But to do that, you actually have to have money. It's more expensive to be poor. It is more expensive Mm -hmm. to be poor. Yeah. And so you actually have to have money to put out and, like, get a mortgage and have good credit and all of that. And... So the last study done was in 2007. And, like Jessica said, it was before the opioids. And it said somewhere between 400 and 500 individuals on the Kenai Peninsula. And And the Kenai Peninsula is about 50,000. Yeah. So... And the school district numbers are saying on average they're getting 250 homeless kids a year. A year, yeah. On average, so mm-hmm. that means it could be upwards of 500 one year, mm-hmm. and it could be, be like as low was 100 low, low, low. a year, you know, you know that kind of thing. But, but about 250 a year for the I Peninsula Borough School District. So I think that most people would agree that they would like to stop homelessness help people who have this problem but there's a lot of pushback and questions about how the best way to help there's a lot of ethical questions Mm that surround helping homeless right so from one standpoint like you hear a lot of people say well don't give people money because they're just going to use it on drugs and alcohol drugs and alcohol don't give people money on one hand, maybe there's better ways to give people assistance. So, like we've thought, thought about in the past, you can give people food, but sometimes the type of food that you would give somebody is not practical to a homeless person, like something that needed to be heated or couldn't be kept non refrigerated. But, and you know, and you can think th- those through and get some really good advice on just Google what would so be I practical. Was, I was always told you don't give. Someone money. 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 You don't give them money, period. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, you always can find some sort of food to give them. Mm -hmm. You don't give them money. Because they'll spend it on booze. Yes. My thoughts on this are changing as I get older. So, interestingly enough, there might be a biblical precedent for being okay with people who are poor drinking. (laughs) Or giving them booze. Just giving them booze. Straight up. Just give them booze. See, that's the thing. (laughs) Would you walk up to a homeless person who has a drinking problem and give them booze? Well, I don't know that that's a good idea, but in the Bible, it actually says... I would say no. I would never do that. (laughs) I would probably never do that. But Proverbs 31 says... Proverbs 31, also the, the, the chapter of the Bible used to clobber women of the head with, which was never the intent, but that's another podcast. <laughs> it says Pro- Proverbs 31, 4 through 9. It is not for kings kings to drink wine, nor for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed, and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty, and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly, defend the rights of the poor and needy. So obviously we have a responsibility, to speak up for those who are poor. But it says basically they can drink and forget their poverty. It's fine. And let them forget all their problems. <laughs> what well, do you think about that? I think it's not the capitalist way. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's definitely not uh, the way our country is run no. and the way that most people think, I would say. No, but there is a precedent. It's kind so... of like, why do I have to be responsible and think about my problems, but you get to like not think about yours. And get free booze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work but for it. But there my is booze. a precedent that if you give somebody money, I wouldn't worry about it too much because that is their responsibility to do with whatever. Your responsibility is to give. Mm-hmm. Their responsibility would be what to what they do with it. Yes. So it's all personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you actually are going back to a more capitalistic well view. Well, in capitalistic a, in, a real, in the way that I think it's your responsibility to care for everybody, which well, I don't your, think is capitalistic. But it, but. No, no. You're saying it's your responsibility to care, but mm-hmm. it's also your resp- your responsibility is to care and their responsibility is their responsibility. Everyone mm-hmm. has their own responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's, it's basically, as Christians, your responsibility is to, to give to the poor and make sure that they have what they need. I think it, it's, I think it's, and I'm so, going to go beyond that and say I think it's everyone's responsibility right. oh, yeah, that absolutely. has, if you've got if you have something more, better yeah. or more than the person, it doesn't even matter if you've got a lot, if you have more. So that's very socialist. A little. I think a little on the socialist side. Don't tell my parents. Uh. <laughs> but I but I so don't I think so we so we have solidified that I'm capitalist and you're a socialist. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. I don't believe that we should be required. Oh right. But but you think it's your responsibility. But like I feel that it's responsibility. your responsibility. Okay. And if you want to take that responsibility, good on you. Mm-hmm. If you don't now nah, I'm judging you. Yeah. <laughs> Charm is a bitch. (laughs) But, okay, so, for one, like, I have, I have not given a lot of homeless people money. Um, I've never done it. I have given some people, I have given some homeless people money, but I have not done it a lot. I should, this is one thing that I, I want to do more, is buy gift cards from Mm -hmm. the grocery store, because they can't be used for anything but groceries, and so, like, then they can also, the, the. Bonus of that is it's not like cash that you're handing out. You don't have to carry a lot of cash on you. Because I don't ever carry cash on me. <laughs> That's a so bonus. So, Jessica, what if they take the gift card? Mm-hmm. I'm being a devil's advocate uh-huh. here. And, buy, now they, must and smoke. they buy stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and then bring it back and get cash back. That's on them. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that, yeah, I just don't carry cash on me. And so, but that would be a good way to keep a substantial amount on yourself that you could give away easily yeah. without like handing people like $100 and like, but you could hand them a $100 uh, gift, card. gift card and that would last them for a long time. So I agree. I, I agree that it is on them, but I also agree that you do have a responsibility to make sure you're doing the most responsible giving. So, yeah. So you've done your due diligence mm-hmm. and then it's on them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the other thing is, is that I have been in a situation where like I've known the person I know that they use drugs and they are addicted to them and I know that they are like currently pregnant or have kids or whatever and in that case I would not give them cash because then I feel like that it's not just affecting them mm-hmm. it's not affecting them as a person it's affecting their children yes um so or or their you know, unborn children so in that case yeah like a maybe a like an actual meal meal would be more appropriate like drop off a bag of McDonald's or drop off a you know a sandwich or whatever but but, but I think this conversation also needs to touch on probably some reasons for homelessness mm-hmm. because there's oh, so many yeah. different reasons just different and you're judging like if you judge all of them and you're all like oh they're just a bunch of drug they're addicts. all alcoholics and they're, they're all not no that is not the issues like that is some issues that come up but A lot of reasons that people are homeless are also the reasons that they are using. Mm -hmm. Like, it's before that. There's reasons before that. Yeah. That are happening. What are Um, they dealing with in their life? And only, something like, it's only like 40 to 50% of people who are on the street actually have any kind of addiction problems in the past or, you know, that kind of thing. Even if they're sober now, have ever had any addiction problems. So that's not, like, that's not all of them. For for sure. That's not even, like, yeah. So That's not even 50%. Yeah. So one of the big ones is veterans, PTSD. Plays into mental health. Right. And mental health is a huge problem. If you are choosing, there's some people who basically don't take advantage of things like homeless shelters, um, and they end up freezing to death in, like, Fairbanks or Anchorage, Mm -hmm. and in, in Fairbanks and Anchorage, there is kind of, like, an open policy. Once the temperatures drop below a certain amount, they will let just about anybody in it. It doesn't matter. They sleep in the, you know, the chapel, like, on the ground. Like, it's not great, but it's just, like, you have to because it's just so cold that people freeze to death, but if you choose not to, there's probably some mental illness that there's like people that just cannot be confined to a room like they cannot be inside because you know traumatic things have happened to them and that's you know their their reaction to that and so it's really sad and so that's that's part of it is like some people just cannot handle being in in buildings because of PTSD a variety of ways either childhood trauma or um veterans and then there is lack of affordable housing which we hit on before um, that just basically the the availability of income that you have to make money, the availability that you have to make money like at like maybe a minimum wage or starting job or whatever is not going to give you enough income to even pay for a house in that area. There's lots of areas that are like that. Yeah. Seattle, California, Hawaii, we mentioned before, D.C. would be another one mm-hmm. that just the housing prices alone are just well beyond what you could possibly make in a start-out job. So somebody who's coming out of foster care or just doesn't have a college education, doesn't have that family background, came from a rough childhood, right off the bat they can't, you know, get, they they, they can work as hard as they want. They're they're not going to get to be able to pay for a house in that area. Yeah. So they're going to have um, to live somewhere else. Right. Or- Roommate uh, mm-hmm. or in a car or, you know. There's divorce. I mean, if you think about it, if you're you're already struggling financially is a big reason for divorce. And then also, if you're both struggling financially and you have a divorce and you lose lose the house, then that way you, you both may be homeless. Eviction, foreclosure, big ones that happened in 2008. Tons and tons of people got foreclosed upon. And then that preceded a bunch of job loss. Uh-huh, yep, because they couldn't get to their jobs um, and because of the economy went down. So you have job loss plus eviction plus, I mean, like at that point, it was funny because the statistics of like people moving home if you had a home to move back to like moving in with your parents that was great or having roommates or whatever like the statistics still haven't gone down from that people well, house, they, share. And, like, house share and like we house share I mean because, yeah. like that was that was part of like that whole piece is that it one was part of share. 2008 I mean but that's what's funny is people say you know millennials are spoiled they live with their parents well they also don't have any like they cannot make enough money to have a house Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Depending on where you're living. Yeah. And, and sometimes you're... you're just spoiled brat playing right. in but your mean, parents' basement. But, yeah. But a lot <laughs> a lot of times you're, like, working full time and you still can't quite manage with that. Natural disasters, fire, that kind of thing. We saw big-time homelessness in Hurricane Katrina mm-hmm. um, and big hurricanes since then, like the one in Texas. And then physical disability, mental illness we've touched on. Yeah. No family or supportive relatives, it just, like, like, like I talked to them before, like, we see these kids who age out of foster care, almost, like, the statistics of them becoming homeless is astounding because they're, even if they get, like, even if they get a college education, sometimes that starting wage, if you can't move in back with your parents, or if your parents aren't supporting you, mm-hmm. or you don't have parents, you don't have enough to Yeah, to who live. do you go to? Yeah. So that that big piece of of having somebody to fall back on when you're just starting out, if you don't have that, you can't, like, you can't basically, that's where a lot of homelessness comes from. So a lot of these reasoning, a lot of this reason, you don't put into that guy on the corner with a sign. Right. These people are, a lot of them are couch surfing. Yes. They're staying with, but the problem is with couch surfing is it can become really dangerous really fast. Yeah. Especially for women or um, LGBTQ youth. A lot of times, the it can pay, be a trafficking issue. You're you're issue. expected to pay um, for ho- housing with sex, survival sex, is what it's called. Basically, to to have a roof over your head, you're gonna be having sex with somebody that you don't want to. So, I mean, there are so many reasons for homelessness. Homelessness, but we're gonna talk about probably more the people on the street mm-hmm. corners, right? And is it ethical to give them? We talked about giving them money. Mm-hmm. We talked about giving them food. Mm-hmm. What are gift cards? And it was interesting because I, because we've given people food before and I think that it's also important to respect the person. Yes. Cause you need I, to ask them. Yes. You just don't shove food in somebody's like, be like here or like give them something. Like that was one thing I thought was really cool. The last time we, I thought, uh, we both saw somebody We both thought this person needs food Like, we both thought, like, we need to give them something. And you're like, do you want this? And they were like, yes. And they took it. Like, it's not like you just handed them, like, here. Like, it was like, do you want this thing that I'm offering you? Yeah. Because they can say no. Yeah. Maybe they don't like bananas. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's the thing. Maybe they're allergic to bananas. Maybe they can't do anything with it. (laughs) But, (laughs) I mean, is it ethical Mm -hmm. to use this as a project for your children? Oh. Like so this is something I well, see. Like a lot. like it is super I think it is super ethical to teach your children to serve and to give. Like teach them that there are people like that it is their responsibility as well that if they have something and somebody does not have something to mm-hmm. share with them. Yes. So I see a lot of I mean we are in the age of social media mm-hmm. and I do see a lot of I was so proud of blank my son or daughter mm-hmm. went up and gave homeless people food. Mm-hmm. But then it's accompanied by pictures of the ch- children doing it. Ooh. Is that exploitation? Right. Of the, if it's or is think, it just a proud parent I, because yeah, they're I proud of their that child it making it? It comes a from a heart healthy? of being proud of your kid. But I would be very careful with uh, adding a picture or location, any kind of identifying demographic. Because basically, it's exploiting somebody that didn't give their consent to be on your Facebook page. Yeah. (laughs) So, So, like, with mental health, our options are, are we going to, you know, approach these people? So, our mental health system is so screwed up. I think everybody knows that in the it used to be that everybody was in institutions if you had like the slightest mental illness you're in an institution which had its issues and locked away and your family could only see you once in a blue moon and yeah you're huge issues then two things happen one was kennedy actually made it uh, a law that people would be more in the community and at the same time we got psychotropic drugs Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that people were like completely like schizophrenia and that kind of thing uh, was completely untreatable, then all of a sudden was treatable. And people could actually live in the community fine as long as they were taking their medication. And that wasn't for everything, but that was for a huge amount. And so instead of people being locked in these institutions, all the institutions were closed down and we expect people to get help in their communities. But we didn't fund the local community mental health programs as much as they should have been. And there is some um, people who I think would do better in some institutions. Yes. So, like, they used and to, like... And so most like, of the institutions people... got closed down. Right, right. And so... so there are no... There are very few institutions now. There are people who would do better in an institution for a certain amount of time to get, like, their medication straightened out. But there's not that opportunity now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some people that medication just doesn't help there is they, they they can do what they can do with it but there's not going to be a 100% cure and they may not be safe to be out in the community and we need a place for people like that a respectable place a not like a dark institution but like a respectful place for people who can't be on the street so i mean how and rare not you, people like how that. many how rare do you think it is that someone is legitimately living on the street from a complete choice that is not made from mental illness mm-hmm. that they're just lazy and they are doing it as a lifestyle. I think it's pretty rare. I think so too, also. Yeah. That, that they never had a trauma in their background that they came from. You hear these stories yeah. like oh they're making all this money and you know. I think there is certain certain areas in the country such as Las Vegas that you could make a living panhandling. Yes. Very few Very few areas, and if it and really, I didn't see anybody who. Why would you want to? That's not somebody's choice because you're sitting out in the hot sun. It's not fun. It's not like there's there's better ways to make money that are safer, and um, more fun. More fun. Have more opportunities. (laughs) So this is not going to be the way that is going to be easy for making a lot of money. So what's the best thing to give to someone? That's That's the. Because you can give you can give food. You can give money you can give gift cards hygiene packs hygiene packs well and like a lot that you can build online that like are like the stuff that I was homeless like listen to a a person who was homeless these are the things that I needed you can look on that and I have heard a lot of people say well don't give mouthwash don't do this don't do Mm -hmm. this because but I really feel like that's generalizing every homeless Mm -hmm. person in the entire world they all have alcohol problems Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think of that probably a sample size scope is going to, like... Is going to hurt them? Well, I mean, it could, I mean. but, like, I mean, <laughs> like, that's pushing it. Uh, I mean, if you drank an entire scope, you'd probably get. a
1: you but I mean, are we look? <laughs> I feel like I
0: feel like when we start getting into, into that, if like, we start getting into how are they going to spend their money, how are they doing this, we are generalizing like all edging people, human yeah, beings. Yeah, and you're micromanaging. Would another somebody? Being. Would you like somebody to go into your checkbook and micromanage? No, how and be every like, single well, Denise bought- doesn't have very much money, so why'd she go and have that beer at the brewery? Right, right. That was irresponsible. Or like, oh, you know, you bought that makeup and. You didn't pay that extra ten dollars on your student loan.
1: How dare you?
0: Exactly, because then it's putting someone else's priorities on your Your life. life, And if you're going to help, I think you should just help and yeah, leave it be. Like I said earlier, do some due diligence because you really don't know the person personally. Generally, most of the time, you don't have time to get to know them. Mm -hmm. But that's also another point. Like, why are we not getting to know these people? Yeah. Could I, you know, in that situation? Where I saw these people discuss where they're going to stay that night. I actually had time. I could have probably said, hey, can I buy you guys a cup of coffee and can we chat? But yeah. I didn't. I could have. Like, and that's one of the problems. Like, we don't have, like, I sit there and think about, like, oh, man, you know, these people don't have a place to stay tonight. And I don't know where to send them because, honestly, on the Canadian Peninsula, there's not many places. We don't have a homeless shelter. We have a homeless shelter for men. It's way out of the way. It's hard to get to. It's in, like, Nikiski, so that's an issue. So it's not in a centralized location. Then we have the Domestic Violence Center for uh, women. For women but children. you have to have experienced domestic violence. I so mean, if I think you, women lie to get in there. Yeah, well, you have to. <laughs> Why, okay, so you, here's your situation. You have two kids. You're going to spend the night out in the cold, or you're going to say you've experienced domestic violence. So I mean, you? it skews numbers too, right? Which is, um, but but the thing is, it also causes probably people who are in that situation have, have had experience at some, point. at some point in their life. Just with the actual domestic violence numbers that I've seen are incredible. So really, you probably have. But I mean, like it's not like it's not a situation that you would think of like you know somebody escaping, you know, a really bad situation. But yeah, it's like there's nothing just for somebody who would. We could keep that that open that room open in the DV center for somebody who's like like right now they're escaping a domestic violence situation, and get give those people who are not actually experiencing it right now another alternative to be at. So we have the services that are specific for each individual. So we have a have a shelter for people, you know, families. We if you're a husband and a wife and children, you have to be split up on the. You have to be split up. There's nowhere for you to go as a yeah. family. If you're just a single woman who's never been in a relationship, where are you going to go? hmm Yeah. And so. so, I mean, like, what is your first thought when you see someone standing on a street corner? Like, okay, I'm going to go up to Anchorage because we don't have a ton of it here. We probably have about 10 people mm-hmm. here who do it. Right. Like, that are out on the street corners that I recognize, that I see all the time, mm-hmm. you know, that rotate in and out from different town to different town. We have a bunch of little towns here. But you go to Anchorage and it's, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's against the law Mm -hmm. to give them something. Do you see why they made it against the law to give them something? I can see, yeah, because it hurts businesses to have a bunch of... And Almost there's that, that, but I think there was also a safety, issue, safety with issue with the, the the cars cars. Yep, because mm-hmm. they were running out into the street. And that would be to protect them, not yes, not cars. Then cars also it would be, be to by. try to get them into help and not continue to be on the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, I think you're dealing with mostly mental health, right? Yeah. And they're trying to force them into shelters and ca- and like Beans Cafe, mm-hmm. and but now we're fighting a opioid epidemic epidemic. Mm -hmm. and also we are fighting a growing meth trend again oh yeah for sure so it's we're getting hit double time here (sighs) yeah so i mean when it comes down to it i feel like it is ethical to give a homeless person money Mm -hmm. give a homeless person food and Mm -hmm. give a homeless person clothes Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people out there think that that's enabling them and i disagree Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. But I also have a really hard time if someone was to say, can I stay in your house? hmm That would scare me. Mm-hmm. Because well. having a stranger stay in my house is scary. hmm Right. Yeah. And, you know, without those rules and all that stuff, that structure and that home get... shelter gets into. Yeah. Like, because, like, I mean, we've we've opened up our house for sure to people in the past, but you have a lot of rules and we and have a lot of structure. And it's, Still scary. It is, yeah. hmm Yeah. Like, there's, like, there's, yeah, 50,000 things that you have to check off your list and that kind of thing just for for safety. But when you just don't know somebody at all, no matter who they are. The other thing to help homeless people would be, we need to build a shelter in this town. Yes. Like, that would be, like, if you don't ever want to give money to... A homeless person personally, you can definitely give to that cause. And I haven't seen that cause, co- like I've seen that this is a problem, this is a problem this is a problem. If you have the skill set or knowledge of how to do this, please please look into it because like that is something that is a desperate need as shelter for families We did have a place that was housing families for a little while Right, but they shut down. Yes. So yeah, since that time, that was about I think that was four years ago at least and so since that time, there's been nothing. Yeah, it's a hard place to be homeless. Yes, for sure. So, have we judged the heck out of that? Oh my goodness, I think there's so much there, and we just scratch the surface. Yeah, so give us your feedback, tell us your ideas, tell us how you help, what you think about that. Are we enabling people? Making them lazy? Let, let us know. What's our ethical product for the week, Jessica? Our ethical product for the week is Alaska Food Hub. So, about... Two years ago, a group of farmers, I believe, got together and they figured out, like, some people can't make it to the farmer's market every week. And I'm one of those people who, like, there's a farmer's market on Wednesdays, and but it closes down by the time I get out, like, can drive from Kina mm-hmm. where I work, to Solana, where the, the farmer's market is. The other thing is, is I, like, sometimes have a problem with, like, sitting there picking out things, interacting with people, because... Apparently I have issue with that. <laughs> but but and they walk away thinking you're a lesbian. Yeah, that's true. They're they make which is fine. rash judgment calls. <laughs> I don't know, I mean like it's interesting. <laughs> also, I might have told him at the same time that I didn't eat beef or pork. I lived with roommates and so I pretty sure he thinks I'm the weirdest person on earth. But that's beside the point. <laughs> our last episode we're talking about the person Jessica actually interacted with while buying vegetables which I will again so they put it together that you buy all these vegetables local grown vegetables online the farmers just have them all sent to one central location and you pick them up once a week and so you can go on food hub Alaska food hub and you pick out all your stuff that you want on just online it gives you who grows it how they grow the items. There's also prepared food. So recently they even had our, um, artesian bread. So that was cool. They've had dog treats. They've had dog treats. We've They that. do dryer balls. Um, we've had, the, there's eggs, there's meat, there's rabbit and like ducks, ducks and that kind of thing. There is spices. This has been the new first uh, year that there's been like spice blends, teas, all sorts of things that people, coffee that people grow. So I just click uh, what I want that week. Oh, oysters from Jackaloff Bay. Ooh. Those are good. So good. Um, so I just click on what I want. It's all automatic. It, I have an account. And then I pick it up on Wednesday, which is super convenient because Wednesday we go to the Wednesday Music at the Park. So I just pick it up on the way, and it's done. i got a, a week's worth of fresh produce, local produce, which is perfect for me because I can't eat not local lettuce. So I get to eat salads all summer. It's lovely. And... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, <laughs> Denise is uh, doing her nails. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not on the Kenai Peninsula or in Alaska for the Alaska Food Hub, you can support your local farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a great way to help the her, economy yeah, of your area. Help the lo- local economy. You're paying the farmers directly, and you're not shipping all that produce across the country, which means that your carbon, Lower carbon, carbon footprint. footprint. Yay! Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're not dealing with pesticides that they have mm-hmm. to spray on. Right. Even if just things to aren't... Get fl- it. Even if it's not organic. 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 Or they People say, like, basically, like, all the food... Local health people, is going to be better. It's really hard to be... Cl- uh, like classified as organic so it is organic it just isn't classified as is it yes um so that's awesome so shout out to alaska food hub and local farmers everywhere <laughs> so thank you for joining us here at ethical quandaries a podcast where we have a lot of questions but no answers and, and we're, we're judging, judging you, you anyway, anyway. Technical support and photography by Tip Kingsley. Consultation by Midtoker. Production music by EpidemicSound.com. Editing by me, Jessica Veltstra. If you have an ethical quandary or a comment, you can email us at ethicalquandaries@outlook.com. at And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, if you enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And support our work at patreon.com.